You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And that's the way we're going to start episode two zero right. two zero. What the hell is it? I can't even remember. Two zero nine. I'm totally brain dead. We're having lots of technical difficulties, folks. And Mike's having gas expulsions. I'm having gas expulsions. It's just. It's not starting out well. And poor Melissa Davis, the Mac Mommy's back with us, and she's having to listen to all this. Hey, Melissa. I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? I, I just say you asked to be back. Is this is some sins you're making up for here or something? It must be some kind of atonement, yeah. Okay, I hope no one's right. allergic to peanuts on this show. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. Why, are you eating peanuts? Will they cause us to become sick? Well, Mike just said he was eating peanuts, and that's what gave him the burps. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, before we forget, because we would not want to disappoint dear Mr. Mark, we have the world-famous weather report to get out of the way. Here here in my neck of the woods, it's currently 63 degrees. It's too hot. Air conditioner <laughs> is running full blast. So we are, we are cooling off, um, which is kind of strange. I actually went in, I went out the door today. It was very discomforting to be out in the outside. They let you out? Yes, I went outside. But on leash. Out of permit? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I went. Well, was, they didn't let me out. I've been in all day. I went. Um, I think it was. Oh, oh, the kids and I went outside. We played uh, a card game called uh, Oh Munchkin. I couldn't think of which one we were playing. Which is which was fun. We played that for an hour or so outside, and then I went out and read for a while. I actually grilled out last night for a little while. So you know, give me some props here, people. It's oh, like okay. I don't we'll even know you. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Mike, you're you're up. What's your what's your forecast? Uh, Fifty six degrees, uh, overcast. Little, uh, it's trying to rain in South Dakota. It's always worrisome because there's been very few times that we've had to worry about too much rain. Um, and right now we're kind of at that point. It's still okay yet for the spring. We've got moisture to get started, but, you know, it's a little slow getting started, and we just worry that, you know, if this continues, it could be a hot, dry summer, and in a, uh, uh agricultural community, that's not a good thing, because our, you know, our economy kind of rests on that. So we, we hope that we will have sufficient rain to make the farmers happy and grow things. Melissa, would you like to share your current, your forecast doesn't change that much, though, does it? Hot in the day, cold at night? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Actually, it's it's relatively cool, and like I said, they didn't let me out today, so I have to cheat and look at my iPhone. And according to my iPhone, it's it's currently sunny, which it is because it's only it's not even six thirty yet, and it's uh, seventy three degrees. The high today was forecast as seventy nine degrees. Wow, I think we hit the mid upper seventies, and we have a guest report. Our friend Dorothy Yamamoto uh, told me that it was hot and muggy in her neck of the woods. In California, she didn't like it. She's a winter person like me, Dorothy. I know there's other reasons that I adore you. That is just one of the many. So, and and to tie in perfectly with the weather, I have to share my new piece of kit. Now, I follow a couple deal sites on Twitter, and I, I you know, I usually really follow them really close to Christmas. I'm really watching what's coming through in case I need to buy my wife or the kids or something or something special for somebody that I'm going to give a gift to. Not you, Mark. Mother's Day is coming up. That's true. Oh, I could have given this to my wife. That would have been great. But I bought a laser temperature gun. It is, they're, they're normally between 75 and 150 bucks. This one was like 70% off. 
Nice. It, yeah, it's a Laser Grip 360. There's yeah, a box. We have one of those. Whip it out. I want to see what it looks like. It's upstairs. We've been playing. Oh. <laughs> so this is a laser, not an infrared? Or? It says Laser Grip 630, dual laser targeting system, easy to read, LCD display, backlit, actually plus or minus 2%, temperature range negative 58 to 1076 Fahrenheit. Uh, resolution, distance, spot ratio, 16 to 1, response time, 500 milliseconds. Emissive, adjustable, battery, 9 volt. Uh, just says laser grip, 630 thermometer. So, so is it, it looks like a gun and you like pull a trigger and it shoots out a red laser beam. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Spot test. Mm-hmm. Yep, it looks exactly like the one we have. We just used that for my son's science fair project. Um, because one of the things, I think I told you guys about that, he was, uh, the subject was, we were talking about balls last time, remember? Yes. (laughs) So he was changing the temperature of them to see if it would affect their elasticity, to affect the height of their bounce. And so one of the, one of the ways we were doing it was boiling it in the, in the water. So of course you're not going to pick that up and try to test it. So of course daddy's a geek, so he has one of those, those laser guns (laughs) there. So I have, I got a really cool picture of, you know, they had already done it and everything, and then we needed to, like, stage a photo shoot. So I actually got a really cool picture for the science fair board of, um, you know, because we had to show that an adult was supervising. <laughs> so I got a picture of, like, my husband's, you know, hands in there holding on to the, the saucepan while it was boiling. And, you know, there's a little bit of smoke coming up from the, the vapor. And I, I angled it in such a way that we could actually see the red laser, you know, landing, you know, bathing the, the ball in light of and you could see the temperature on it. That was really cool. So the, 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 My kids all thought it was fun for me to take their forehead temperature. I was just going to say, <laughs> that was the first thing my husband did was like pointing at your forehead. Now, don't look at the light, kids. <laughs> don't look directly into the laser, children. <laughs> hey, but, kids, uh, check this out. <laughs> Dad. And, the, and then, the, then the kids wanted to use it to torture the cats. Of course. <laughs> laser. I said, that's not what it's for. Go down and get the and get the laser pointer. That's what that's for. But, Dad, we got the temperature of its paws. <laughs> so, we, uh, so, yeah, we've been having fun with it. I've been checking the temperature of different parts of the house. Because uh, my, uh-huh. house, my house face is almost just slightly uh, uh, east of north. So, I face almost due north. So, the front of my house gets no sun most of the year. And uh, so it was just fun to do, you know, check it and then check the back of the house where the the um, doors go out onto the deck. That was the picture I tweeted out earlier today for those that are curious. And so you've um, been standing around the edge of your windows and stuff and checking where there's leaks and things like that. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far into it yet. I've just been using the freaking lasers, man. <laughs> Next is a thermal camera. Ooh, I've been thinking about one of those. I wonder. Awesome. Yeah, it would be. I wonder how much. <laughs> I just know if we looked at our house with one of those, it would just be like a blazing inferno with all the leakage. <laughs> yeah, I I have a feeling if I'd had this past winter a couple of those uh, uh, windstorms, that, uh, high winds that we had, I would have probably seen it because if it moves the curtains a little bit, it's probably got a little bit of a leak somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but the, in all fairness, the wind was gusting at around 55 to 60 miles an hour. So I'm sure that, you know, even at that height, the, the, all houses are going to leak maybe just a little bit. But 
Have yeah. you ever gone and been desperate enough to take the plastic wrap with the hair dryer and no, do the no. shrink wrapper on the windows? Because no, it uh, yeah, looks so ghetto. It's just awesome. Yeah, no. I, well, when we were first married and we lived in a trailer house, what we should have done is just seal the whole stupid thing in a baggie. But um, <laughs> right. Yeah, because they're they're terrible for you know uh, being able to keep the temperature in. Well, yeah, this place is just really old. It was built in the late 1940s, and it's got encasement windows. And uh, it's a solid little house. It's not a trailer or anything. It's it's actually slump block, and it's got really good construction. It's just old and plaster, and there's lots of cracks. And it's just one of those things that's on the list of stuff to do. Well, see, now, our house is fairly new. It was built in 99, um, so it's pretty tight, I mean, for the most part. Huh? The windows, are, mm-hmm. I think, are the next thing I need to replace in this house, though, because they're not, they were good double-pane thermal windows, but they're, I mean, they were acceptable, but they weren't good quality double-pane thermals, and I just need to build up a little more cash after recovering from putting a roof on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, windows are just expensive. We got it, we got an estimate, we got it priced, and it just, it's just one of those things that just had to go on the list, you know, just a long list. We had to prioritize other things because that's how it is when you have an old house. Yeah. I, this house is actually one of the newest homes I've ever, you know, built 1940-something because uh, I'm from back east where the, most of the homes that I lived in were like 1900s, you know, early 1900s. So I'm yeah. kind of used to growing up or living in places where the glass looks like soda pop. <laughs> yeah. It's old, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I think I just was blind to what you need to really do with windows in order to make your house efficient. So it's just never been much a priority as much as it should be. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I tried to, when we were building the house, I were things I knew that I could replace at some time in the future. I, I would let, I would cut back slightly on the quality and stuff that I knew I didn't want to have to mess around with, like the hardwood floors upstairs. <laughs> I said, okay, we're going to spend the extra money and have that done now because I don't want to live in a house while they're ripping out all the flooring and putting in new yeah. new hardwood. It's, so It's going to have priorities. Yeah, so I, we picked and chose, you know, where we fought our battles on certain things. So, And now uh-huh. we're starting to replace things. Like, yeah, it's just normal house maintenance. So, But, yeah, the temperature gun's really Joys cool. Joys of being a homeowner. Yes, but the temperature gun's really cool. I've been. I shot it at the cats to check their temperature. You know, <laughs> they were. They were like, "What the hell is he it's doing?" A moving target. <laughs> no, they were asleep in the tent. So oh, so oh, I see. It was. It was okay. They were like, "Oh yeah, well, whatever." What? <laughs> What's he doing now? What yeah. new torture device does he have? Yeah, they were. They they were nonplussed by the whole thing until they saw the little red light move, and then they were like, "Oh, lights! Quick, grab it!" So yeah, you know, it was just. It was just one of those things that um, was out there. Uh, speaking of vintage or old things, I found out today, I don't know how I missed this, the Vintage Computer Fest here on the East Coast was held this weekend, and it was right up in, Melissa knows where this is, West York, PA. Mm-hmm. And I could have been there, and I could have seen one of my vintage, I guess for lack of a better term, or one of my icons from younger days in computers, Stuart Chaffee was there giving a speech. Do you know? Do you guys know who he is? Oh, yeah. No, yes. but you can enlighten us. Stuart Chaffee hosted the Computer Chronicles. Yeah. Interesting. From 1986, I think it was, to 2000, well, it changed names late in the run of the series, but it was like 23-year run of the series. Let I mean, me Google that. How do you spell his name? Uh, Stuart uh, Chaffee is C-H-I-E-F-F-E-T, if I remember right. 
just look up Computer Chronicles. The Computer mm-hmm. Chronicles. Um, that was the name of the show. And it was just an awesome show. I still go back and watch these old episodes. Allison's actually had him as a guest on her show a couple times. Really? Cool. Uh, recently, actually, she had him um, for to Chat Across the Pond. But he's just cool. I love listening to him talk. And I go back. You can find a lot of the old episodes on YouTube and watch them. And it's just really cool to go back and watch some of this stuff. And I was so bummed that I didn't realize this thing was occurring and I could have gone to it. I was I could have kicked myself. And the funny part was my wife said, Oh yeah, you should have gone. I went, Oh <laughs> Well, you would have had permission to. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. it's, it's only like a two, maybe two and a half hour drive depending on traffic. So it's okay. not that far. It's not even someplace I'd have to really spend the night. You know, I could have just driven up for the day and come back, but it's like this was I saw these notes at like I started seeing them eight thirty, nine o'clock this morning. I thought, no, I'm not going to do it now. I'm not. Yeah, by the time I get up there, they're going to be well into it. It's already the second day of the thing anyway, so I'm going to miss all the good stuff. So. Oh yeah. Okay, I looked it up. Eighty three to two thousand two. Okay. So, yeah. It's a great. I encourage you, anybody. Yeah, I encourage anybody if you want to. And as uh, Allison has said, the episodes hold up in a oh, lot of ways. Oh, he's originally from Pennsylvania. He's from Philly. Yes, that's right. Oh, yes. Okay. He's really cool. He's a really interesting guy. I, I mean, I used to religiously watch that show. And, you know, of course, when I first started watching it, it was like, oh, it's on PBS. And, you know, it was the rabbit ear dance and everything to get the, <laughs> the UHF channels in. Because uh, where I lived at that time, UHF channels or the PBS station was on UHF. So it was very difficult to get. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, the, you know, I'd record it and I'd watch it every week. And I can still remember my mother, God rest her soul. Um, what are you watching? She said, you've got a computer downstairs. Why aren't you? I said, no, Mom, this is the new stuff. You know, they're talking about this new thing called a CD-ROM. This is going to change everything. And she's like, I don't care. So I still, I love to tell the story on my mother that when I bought my first computer, I I went into debt huge. To buy it, it was uh, yeah. Who didn't? It was a PCXT. Was the first new computer I owned. And I think I think, I'm still paying on mine. <laughs> in my dad's attic. <laughs> but I, you know, I went into debt huge and all that, and I got it. She said, "I don't know why you spent all that money on a computer. You should have should have spent and bought that other vehicle you were going to buy to to work on your paper route." Because I had a, I was delivering uh, the Washington Post at that time on Sunday mornings. And uh, she said, that's where you should have spent the money. You know, and then fast forward 20 years, and I say, you know, I've been in the IT industry since, I've been professionally in the IT since 1988, 89, I don't know, somewhere in there. I said, Mom, which do you think was the better investment? Shut up. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was, it was was always fun. But, yeah, Stuart Chaffee was great. I would have loved to see him. I'm going to keep an eye out on that when they have the next one here in the East, and I'm going to see if I can't get to it because... They just had so many cool old computers and stuff like that. They had a guy dem- showing an Apple One. I don't know whether it worked or not. They had a couple Apple Twos they were running. You know, Commodore. I'd love to get a hold of an old Commodore Amiga. So um, I never had an Amiga. Now, actually, I th- I've mentioned it on here before, I think. I have an old Commodore 64, and I have, uh, well, not mine. They're my father-in-law's that I inherited from him. Uh, and then a Commodore SX64, which was their luggable computer. They called it portable. but luggable? <laughs> yeah, it was. No, it was like, like the old 20 pounds. Yes. The sewing, uh, like a sewing machine? 
Basically, yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Uh, you had the, the front panel flip down, and that's where your keyboard was at, and then you had like a little four-inch uh, screen in there, and I think, yeah, I think it was a color screen, I believe, if I remember right. Yo, you were fancy. I had one of the old I compacts, think. the old compact first portables or uh, clones that came out, you know, 25, right. 30 pounds of portable computer. Oh, yeah, and it had one... Uh, five and a quarter inch floppy on there, and no hard drive. Uh, yeah, no hard drive. So you ran it off, uh, sort of like the uh, the early apples too. No hard drive, so you had to sit there and uh, swap your floppies around all the time to, when you were running anything. And it and it was a tape drive. So, or I mean it, I mean it's a floppy drive, but it was a, a serial drive, not a parallel port. So it had to write everything, you know one at a time to your floppy. So you had to sit there and wait a bit, and you could hear it churning in there all the time. It was kind of frustrating. <laughs> that noise, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I yeah. remember that noise. But the the reason I bring this up, besides the fact that it's wicked cool, and uh, uh, is that is that my my poor Mac Classic, my, my, my beloved child, it's not working anymore. Uh, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I went to power it up the other day, because I'm very proud of the fact somebody will walk into my office at work and say, what in the world? And I say, wait, let me boot uh-huh. it up. And I boot it up. It has Word and Excel on it. And, you know, it goes through the, and I can say, look, I can open a spreadsheet here. What do you want me to calculate? You know, I can go through Excel and build a spreadsheet. Boom, here you go. And then maybe I'll turn on the After Dark screensaver. You know, this oh, is, yeah. You know, this is, it, it, you know, everybody's like, oh, wow. They said, how old is that computer? I said, well, it's vintage 1992. <laughs> so <laughs> it's got a little bit of mileage on it. So I've got an LC575 out in the garage that has After Dark on it. But I think it has the, I think it has the naughty version of After Dark on it. Oh, that's not surprising with you, Melissa, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're shocked, right? Yeah, be still. But my, I booted it up, and it powered up. I got no bong, and then the screen came up, and it's like a, oh I'll get God, a picture. Oh, my God, no bong. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm always don't, don't, don't tell Tommy Chong or Cheech Marin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it came up, and it's just like a checkerboard pattern on the screen. It's like, ah. And I'm half afraid to open the thing because it's a, because, folks, this is a CRT. And even unplugged, those things hold a shit ton of voltage. Mm-hmm. So I'm really nervous to... Maybe I'll just send it to Jody and let her fix it. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> we go text Jody. Hey, uh, morning, heads up. <laughs> wait till Get she's cold. done repairing that. Uh, wait till she's done doing the surgery on the iPad. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this... I, I do want to get it fixed. I'm going to have to sit down and figure it out. I, I need to figure mm-hmm. out what's wrong with it. I'm wondering... If you, did you already crack it open and check the sound card to make sure all the everything's seated properly and there's not, like, a big spider or cat ball in there or something. No, I have because it's on my desk at work and I need to bring it home before I rip into it. I can't really mm-hmm. rip mm-hmm. into it on my desk uh, because I don't do that anymore at work. I'm, uh, I'm a project manager and software guy now. Um, so I can't just tear into it there at work, but I'm going to have to bring it home and, and dig into it because it just breaks my heart to and have it. And TLC. Yeah, and, you know, I saw then I saw the thing about the Vintage Computer Fest, and then I thought about my poor Mac Classic, and I got all weepy, and my wife said, the hell's wrong with you? 
She just wouldn't understand. No, she actually does understand. That's that's, oh, why, she, that's no. why she said, what the hell is wrong oh, with you? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> she understands. You know, after 30 years, she understands all too well. Oh. <laughs> She's like, what the hell did I get into? Why didn't I just say no? <laughs> that's but, why I tell my husband, you had the chance to run. <laughs> you didn't take it. Yeah, you messed up. <laughs> now so, here, but you hand me that screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, can you carry this? <laughs> Uh, but talking about conversations and things not understanding, Melissa and I had an interesting exchange uh, via text message earlier in the week, and uh, I I had to admit that I was shame texting while driving. But in my defense, I was using Siri to text while I drove. I wasn't sitting there actually typing because I, I can I can you know hit it and I, I assume that Siri's listening because I can't tell it because. Thanks, iOS, for taking out that stupid bong or that great little bong that was in there. You know, iOS 9 got rid of it on my phone. You mean the little beep beep? Yeah. Well, it does it on everything else I have except for my phone. Isn't that in the settings? There's, nope. a, there's a feedback because it does it on mine, and I have 9.3.1. Oh, I'll look while sure we're talking. Uh, okay. <laughs> I tried to turn it back on a couple times, and it oh. still wouldn't come back on, but, you know. So let me ask you, are you, because we didn't talk about, we didn't get into it because we wanted to save it for the show, but, um, and interestingly, I, I, so let's see, last night I actually did some prep for the show. I actually surveyed my husband and the kids. We had a dinner conversation about this, about safe driving and about not texting while you're driving and that sort of thing. And so I asked my, my nine-year-old and I said, you know, do you feel, and I asked him to be honest, you know. Do you feel safe when you're in the car with us? Because, you know, when I look back at my childhood, I was, I was like, kind of psychoanalyzing this a little bit. Uh, that's why when I put it in the show notes, you know, I put it as we're using this technology, but what kind of, what kind of example are we setting for our kids, you know, that are in the car with us driving? Now, your kid's a little bit older. You have kids that are driving now, I assume, right? Yeah, I have a 16-year-old and a couple 13-year-olds, so. So have you been driving with the 16-year-old? Like, how have you talked about Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've talked yeah. about that and uh, knows not to uh, text while driving. And she's she's really pretty good about that. And she knows that I don't do it unless mm-hmm. I absolutely have to. And it was just a case of I wanted to make sure you were still set up for tonight when we were recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a conversation. I, I don't do it that often. The only other time I really use it a lot is uh, there's three of us that drive from this general area where I live to work. And the first person to encounter some... Horrible thing in traffic, and I got something to mention about that later on. Uh, we usually text the other two to say, "Hey, right, just a heads up, right? Yeah. Look mm-hmm. alternate routes if you can." So, yeah, I mean, I do, I do a lot of driving, you know, between my house calls for consulting and then driving. You know, I drive the kids to school. We we go to we have the type of school system where they aren't bused to the school. It's a charter school, so we have to drive them, and it's not a far drive. It's like it's under ten minutes, but it's you know a commute that I have to make each day, twice a day. Sometimes if I'm volunteering, sometimes more than twice a day if I'm going back and forth. So, so I do a lot of driving, just short little quick trips, but then I also do a lot of lengthier trips when I'm going for clients and stuff. So so the kids are with me in the car for the most part. They're they're in the car with dad for, for some other things too. But so I was asking my, my son, I said, So you know, how would you evaluate our driving? I mean, what kinds of things do you think we do? You know, what what could we do 
differently, better, that sort of thing. Do you, uh, does daddy text while he drives? Does mommy text while she drives? That sort of thing, you know, kind of, because I think it's helpful to, you don't think about it. You're, you're not really cognizant of the bad habits that you have right. as a driver. So it's kind of helpful to get some feedback from other people. Um, when we drive as a family, Nate usually do, does the driving. I'm, <laughs> I'm from the East Coast, so I, I I would not consider myself as like the best driver, you know, overall. But since I've had kids and since I've moved west and I don't live on a coast anymore, it's significantly improved, I think. Um, I used to have a lot of road rage. And I was thinking back, like when I was asking my own children, like, what do you think of mommy's driving? Um, I was thinking about like my parents as, you know, they're driving. And I mean, my dad will be the first to admit he's got road rage and uh, my mom would never admit it because she never admits anything. But, (laughs) you know, I, looking back, I mean, I think my parents are really terrible drivers. I have to say, hopefully they'll never listen to this, but (laughs) I mean, just road rage. And my mom was always like doing 10 different things. Like my mom's like an octopus. Like I think a lot of parents and, and mothers in general are, we're constantly multitasking. Mm-hmm. I think we probably just don't know how to not multitask. So I think um, that's the example that was modeled for me as a child. And so when I became a driver, and I actually didn't drive until I was, I mean, I drove, but I didn't own a car and like actually drive frequently until I was like 19. So I wasn't one of those kids that was like in a hurry to get my license and drive. Um, I had so many friends that drove, so I just it wasn't a real need for me because I dated a lot of motorheads. So and I hung out like I had you know friends that were you know always tinkering with their cars and stuff. And so you know some of them like teach me how to drive stick shift, and you know we tinker with it and stuff. But I just didn't really have the need. So you know it was until later on in life that that I you know got the itch to drive and got a job where I had to commute. And then once I did, then it was like that I was driving all the time. So then I was driving like long distances, two hour commutes, that sort of thing. So. I actually enjoy driving. Um, both my husband and I drive stick shift because we actually choose to drive the car, not let the, the car drive us. Um, so I enjoy driving. And so I am a multitasker just by nature because I'm a mom, because I drive stick shift. You know, one of the things that Lucian was saying is like, well, when we were talking about, you know, improvements, he's like, well, you don't always have, you don't always have two hands on the wheel. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I drive one hand to the lot because I'm always used to having that right hand either on the stick shift or like ready to grab something or do something. And I mean, I'm not exactly proud of it now, but when I was younger, you know, I used to smoke and be able to apply eyeliner and mascara and drive stick shift oh, dear gosh. all at the same time. <laughs> like I am one of those people that, yeah, I engaged in really unsafe behaviors while driving. <laughs> I lived in my car, you know, and so, so that's why I'm a well, little bit more uh, conscientious of it, and I'm a little paranoid about how I come off to my children as far as driving habits are concerned. Because, like I said, I mean, my parents didn't set a very good example, and then when I became a driver, I followed those same bad examples and I had road rage and I drove too fast and I multitasked too much and did too many things where I really should have just been focusing on on the road now that I have kids you know they're watching me and so Mm. I'm really kind of conscientious about the habits and you know the things that I do while I'm driving or I try just to not do those things so for the most part you know when we drive to school in the morning on the way home we talk to each other so we're talking that might not be the safest thing to do but people do we we talk we have conversations Um, I am pretty cognizant about you know paying attention and trying to keep my eyes focused on the road 
Um, I'm pretty good about not grabbing from my phone. I see other people do it, and it makes me mad. <laughs> like, I see it. I don't even really talk on my phone. I wear an earpiece just in case, like, something does come in. I do wear an earpiece, and occasionally I will make a phone call, like, if it's in, like, stop-and-go traffic, which, again, it's occasionally. It doesn't really happen out here. Out east, on the east coast, there's lots of, like, parking lot times where you just can't move. You yeah. know what I mean? Building yeah. that. You're okay. just stuck there. What are you going to do? You know? oh, oh, yeah. I sit in that. Uh, I have a 45-mile commute. I can wow. do all but the last nine miles in about uh, 30 minutes, and it takes me an hour to make my commute. Mm-hmm. Um, and that last nine miles or so, it's stop and go and stop mm-hmm. and go. You know, but It's better in the morning since I started leaving early uh, to get it, to get ahead of the traffic a little bit. Of course, there's never rush hour around here starts around 4:30 in the uh-huh. morning, and yeah. and has peaks and valleys, and then about seven o'clock it peaks up and stays there till about nine or 9:30. So uh, I try to hit the road around 5:30, 5:45 the latest to miss a fair amount of the traffic. But yeah, I sit in traffic, you know, uh-huh. lines where I see the light turn two and three times before I right. ever get through it. So you have an opportunity to practice. So, so my question to you is, like, how, you know, how would you rate yourself? How well do you think you have a command over Siri commands and, you know, your phone and doing hands-free kind of stuff? And, I mean, do you have the type of car? See, my car is 13 years old, so I my car doesn't have, like, any of the built-in fancy stuff in it. It doesn't even have, like, a USB port in it or anything. I mean, it's mm. it's 13 years old, so I've had to make some, some modifications. So I use Siri on my phone, and I have a pretty decent command of the voice commands like I and I learn stuff all the time like oh okay I guess I can say that like the other day I use it for a lot of directions because my my job is such that I'm always traveling to a new place so depending on where it is like I kind of I scope it out ahead of time and really densely populated areas usually do just fine with regular old Apple Maps. But there are some places that are kind of out in the, I'll say on the boonies, but like here it's out in the desert, <laughs> that you kind of have to use Google Maps for that. Like it's just not, you know, you're probably going to end up somewhere where you're not meant to be. So uh, so it just depends on like where my destination is going to be. I'll use the Siri with Apple Maps or I'll use Google Maps. Um but just recently I learned that I could say the thing that I don't like about uh, comparing if we're going to go down that road, pun intended, uh, <laughs> Apple Maps versus Google Maps. I prefer Google Maps. I think it's more accurate, but Apple Maps is like kind of baked in and I like using that with Siri. But the thing that really pisses me off is Siri doesn't keep up like you know come on come on Siri what's my next turn you know uh she like waits until the last minute till you're at the light and you're like shit was I supposed to be in the left lane or the right you know (laughs) which lane was I supposed to be in and I like the Google Maps what's the voice on Google Maps is it Cortana or what's she called Cortana that's uh, that's Windows um I don't know what it's called is there a name for it? I'm about to look that up. I feel I feel a like brain loss right now. I should know yeah. what that is. Anyway, hey, Google, so comparing, yeah. So comparing the two, I I like Google Maps for accuracy, and I really really appreciate that she tells you which lane to be in, and she tells you far enough in advance. So that was really pissing me off. But I learned that I could say, I, "How are we going to have this conversation without setting people's phones off?" I don't know. <laughs> I, I invoke the command, right, and yeah. then I and I say, "What's the next?" Or or I'll say, um, "What's the command?" I think it's repeat the next 
driving instructions, I think it is, mm-hmm. and, sh- and she'll tell you. So now I have to train myself to, okay, I know that the turn's coming up, but I know damn well she's going to wait until the last minute, and I'm not going to be in the right lane. So I've just learned how to anticipate that. So that's why I'm saying, like, I find Siri hands-free really useful because I study it, because I practice it, because I've gotten really good at it. So I feel pretty confident that I'm driving pretty safely well, using no. that, despite what reports say. Like the AAA, you know, a couple of years ago released a, re- a report. I was trying to do some research before the show. I was like, well, you know, I should probably have some research to back it up. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's safe. Um, because reports have said otherwise, but those reports aren't necessarily peer-reviewed. And, yeah, AAA put it out, but, I mean, have other people tested it? And plus they were only testing onboard, um, whatever you call that. that Nav systems? Yeah, navigation systems. They are testing the onboard ones in, like, the, the modern cars. And at the time that the report was done, this was back, this was 2014, so this was before you could invoke the command hands-free without the phone even being plugged in. Because the new hardware supports that. Yeah. Well, now, in all honesty, I never use the GPS function in my phone. Never. Because you have a GPS system that's dedicated to that? See, I don't. I've said this before. When I travel someplace new, I will go get a map. I will look at the map. I might print out a piece of it, but I'll commit it to memory, and then then I take off. I do not. No. I, I do not. You know, use the the navigation system. Is it because there's places where it drops off, and then you're shit out of luck because it's just it's just (laughs) you're an old fart. That's probably that's probably as good as (laughs) suggestion. But no, I never have done it. I mean, I took off to drive to. uh, I was driving. This has been a few years ago. I was driving into downtown Boston. You know, I was driving from here to Boston. Oh God. Never Every been. time you say that, I think about that graphic because you you remember we went on the road trip the other year. We were up in Boston, and there's like somebody posted on Facebook. It was the picture of uh, New York City and Boston, and there the comparison was you know like. Uh, when you're trying to get around New York City, everything's like parallel and, you know, navigation makes sense. And you know, it says, New York City, because we like you. And at the bottom, like, do you remember what it said? It's like, no. Boston, because fuck you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the roads go every which way. Yeah. And, oh, my God. My my husband usually keeps it together, and we try not to swear around the kids, but, oh, my God, the F-bombs are, were flying. I was like, kids, daddy's going to swear a lot because we're driving through Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I, Boston, man. <laughs> I drove, and I drove right into downtown Boston, uh, for those that know the area, to, was it Copley or Copley Place, however you say it. Yeah. And right. I, I came in on the Mass Turnpike, and I'm just, yeah, this looks good. I'm just plowing right on through. And I went, I didn't want to drive through New York City, so I went up via Scranton and back across. Because it was actually not a whole lot further for me, uh, from where I am in western Virginia, to drive that, to drive that Scranton's way. Scranton's Pennsylvania, so... Yeah, but I went up 81 and then 83 across um, over and picked up the Massachusetts Turnpike and came mm-hmm. in. Okay. So um, it was only, by Google Maps, I think it said it was 20 minutes further, and I really didn't want to drive through around and through New York City. Well, you get what you pay for, so you went on the Mass Turnpike, so... Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. I mean, we drove, and I drove right into the middle of... Uh, Boston on a Sunday afternoon, and yeah, I didn't care. I was, I was driving on, man. I, and you love to tell about it, so drove back out too. So <laughs> I was there for a week. Oh, but, cool. 
No, see, I uh, when I go someplace new, I use the the navigation um, feature on my Garmin phone. Or what do you? So you use no, your phone? My phone, yeah. And I use oh. Google Maps because I just don't like Apple Maps. Period. Mm. Uh, and I usually try like to get look. Liking well, and trusting different things for me. <laughs> I just don't like it really. Uh, and Google seems to do a little better at searches, I think. Um, mm. But I use that because I just don't trust my memory. And I'm trying to keep an eye on the road. Because <clears throat> keep in mind here, you guys are seasoned travelers. You know, you deal with heavy traffic. We're out here in the country. You know, <laughs> our traffic jams consist of when they're moving a herd of cows down the, the road. Cow. <laughs> yes. So, you know, when I get into traffic like that, I'm trying to pay attention to the idiots around me. You um, it. Yes, I do. Uh, and so I'm trying to concentrate in the road. And then I, you know, I have my second navigation system known as my wife that I try to ignore. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so no comment beyond that. Um, and so I, I just want, and then I just want that map up there so I can look, glance down at it and just see, you know, how far you, uh, you need to turn and which lane you need to be in if you're on the, you know, in two-way traffic or whatever. Um, so I just like that, and I would prefer to drive, you know, that way. And like I say, I'm, yeah, I am a white knuckler driver. I've driven through Minneapolis. Um, I've driven around Chicago, and I think that's about the extent of the big cities I've driven around um, oh, no, or through. So, and, and but our metropolitan area in South Dakota Sioux Falls is getting bigger and more little more complex. I mean, certainly the uh, congestion of traffic is, you know, starting to get up there. So I do drive that, but I would prefer to have it so I can just see and look down and, and like I say, Siri just kind of like, oh, you need to turn like right now. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, Thanks, Siri. Yeah, so. She must I be just, from Boston. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But I just like the Google Maps better. But like I say, I, I wouldn't travel, you know, I wouldn't drive anywhere new without having something like that. Well, the other thing that I'll do that I take advantage of now, too, sometimes is for, like, the last little bit of the trip, like, if, I, if I'm going to a specific address or something like that, I may do pull up Street View. Mm-hmm. So that I just see what my turn's going to look like. So I'll recognize yeah, I and I commit that, that to memory. Mm-hmm. So that I know it when I'm because I had to go down to and I know Charlottesville, so so Charlottesville, Virginia, and a few months ago I had to go down there to a part of Charlottesville I'd never been to. So I I looked it up. I said okay, I know how to get in the general area, and I looked at the last two or three blocks. I said okay, I got it going, and we're coming up to it. And my wife is with me. And she said, Do you know where to turn? I said yes. I said it's the third driveway up there on the right, third parking lot entrance on the right. She went really? I went yeah. <laughs> she said you can't see the street address. I said don't need to. <laughs> Turned in, right. she said, you're in the right place. I said, I know I am. <laughs> you're an anomaly uh, right there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but that's just the way I do it. I've always, I mean. Uh, so I, you I, have a good memory. You can rely on your memory, whereas, like, Mike and I don't like to rely on our memories. Right. I, mean, I, I don't I, trust my, I trust my memory a lot less than I trust Apple Maps. <laughs> well, I mean, I Put take, yeah. I take off and drive, you know, six, seven hundred miles with nothing. If I actually make it to Mac stock this year. Um, but you I, are going to make it. I'm, you are coming. i, I got to come up with the moolah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. if, if I make it to Maxstock this year, again, I'll be driving, what's that, 1,200 miles, I think, or something like you that. race Jody. <laughs> well, Jody's coming down. She's got a lot. Yeah, you're going to the opposite direction, right? Yeah. Or a different direction. I probably <laughs> won't use anything. I'm, now, if I print a map off, it'll be the last little bit there around Woodstock. But I've already looked at my route. I know exactly how I'm going up by Pittsburgh well. and across, so. 
Oh, wow. It, okay. it, if I was to come, and again, I don't think I am, but if I was to come, it's not that hard. Uh, 212 to I-29 to um, Highway 90 that goes through Sioux Falls and take that all the way up to There's like three highways and then when you get to Woodstock then that's where I would have to start paying attention but it would it wouldn't be that uh, that difficult to do well uh-huh. and I figure at that point too Melissa you, you and I have find my friends on uh-huh, right, yeah. How does right. Melissa? Too. <laughs> well, Look, I thought you are getting closer. No, I'll just say, Melissa, I'm here. Where the hell am I going? Right. <laughs> it sounds like the plot from Armageddon. But, uh, Stand on the roof, Melissa, and wave. <laughs> but, you know, some... That's in handy. I love using that. I, I used to find my husband all the time. Well, and, you know, it's kind of... It, it's helpful if they have really accurate... Uh, description of the uh, intersections because um i've been i've driven down in uh, sioux city iowa and whoever to design that town was an asshole um <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you, you, know, you need to drive in washington dc mike oh my god yeah, yeah. if you can survive washington dc like well we were down there once and we were uh following my we were following my daughter uh, she's more familiar with it, but we're going around some of these curves at night with bad markings and whatever. But yeah. then I'm also trying to navigate down there, and you come to the top of this hill, and there's like a three-way intersection there, and you have like you know 1.5 seconds to dis- uh, try to <laughs> decipher which one you're supposed to take. Right. Uh, no, there's just some people. It's kind of like that joke that uh, uh, Bill Cro- uh, Cosby used to tell about uh, uh, what's the big hill out in San Francisco? Um, which one? <laughs> Yeah, I know which one, but um, the uh, the famous one. Anyway, somebody decided to put a stop sign at the top of that one, and so he's driving a stick shift. And oh my god! Yeah, what do you do with a stick shift when you're you know going up a hill and there's a stop sign at the top? So he said, you know, everyone just pulled their cars over and made it into a uh, used car lot up there. So uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking. Well, you know, of course, the funny part is when we first got married, I bought uh, a truck. I brought a little S10 pickup truck, and we bought just the basic. I didn't have power steering. Basically, all I had was a large fuel tank, air conditioning, and an AM radio. That was and the then extent. You upgraded. Now you have the big ass truck. Yeah, those were the only three options I had on that truck, and it was a stick right. shift. It was a stick shift. It was all well and good when I did all the driving. Well, my wife's job changed, and she had to use the truck. Well, we got rid of that truck quick. <laughs> I was say, it didn't last very long, did it? Well, she did, like, I did teach her to drive a stick shift, and she did learn. Um, and she'd been driving for years. Uh, so I taught, took her over to, there's a hilly, there's a local high school that has a hilly parking lot. So mm-hmm. I took her over there. Best, yeah. And I took her over there and taught her to drive. I mean, so now folks, she knows what burnt clutch smells like. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and folks, I've driven things up to like a 26, 28-foot box truck. So I've driven some large vehicles in my time. Um, but, uh, you know, I taught her to. So we, then we got an automatic truck and then the truck that you saw me in, which I still have that truck, Melissa. Did you really? Yeah, it's now, what, 14 years old. So I'll say, yeah. It's getting some age to it, but still runs and still gets me around. But, uh, yeah, driving... Uh, You'll need a stop ladder to get into it. Yeah, that's, you probably do, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, and I'll, I should find that picture and put it in the or, show or, or Or I just need Guy to lift me up into it. Yeah, well, Guy stand, I, you know, <laughs> if I'm standing next to Guy, I'm looking at his belt buckles. I know. 
So I mean, uh, but anyway, I should uh, I should find that picture and put it in the show notes. That could yeah. be our cover art for this week. But no, I, you know, I I just have always done that that way. I mean, because I started driving long distances long before navigation or or you know GPS systems existed, and none of my current vehicles are new enough to have it. Well, my car kind of is, but again, I bought a basic little car to commute in because I put so many miles on a car every year. So. Um, yeah, I, I just don't use it. I mean, I, the only thing I really use Siri for, back to what you were asking, is if I need to make a phone call so I don't have to dial it, uh-huh, uh-huh. or I use it to um, uh, send a text message, you know, because I am technically 24 by 7 in my jobs. So, you know, if there's uh-huh. something happens, if it's really intense, I have pulled up, you know, gotten off the road, stopped, and done what I needed to do. But uh-huh. if it's real quick, I just need to tell somebody, oh, you need to do this and this. I'll send a text message to do that. I don't have a problem doing that. Yeah, if there's, if there's, if I need to actually, like, mess with the phone in my hand, then I will pull over. I, I'm, I am very, like I said, I'm very conscientious, even when the kids aren't in the car, because I just am paranoid, I guess. And I just, I try to be, I guess in my mind, like, I'm always thinking, I'm always, always thinking, like, something bad will happen. It'll, like, I'll get into an accident, or, or somebody will do something, and, People will be like talking about it, like, oh, well, she was texting, or, you know, we looked at her phone and it had the map on it. She was, there she was, playing with her phone. Like, I'm always afraid, like, I'm going to get accused of doing it. So I just, like, try not to do it so that they can't accuse me of it. Well, the, <laughs> the, the worst thing I see, and I see this on a repeated basis, is people driving their cars with either a book or the newspaper laying on the steering wheel that they're reading while they're driving. Yeah, I've drinking, seen people read and I, drinking I, coffee. Uh, now, <laughs> I can't. I can't complain about it because, I, like I said, I, occasionally I will put makeup on while I drive, but but I'm pretty good about m- timing it just right. Like I'm not physically actively moving while I'm doing it. I'm usually like at a at a red light, you know. Like I have it, I have like the eyeliner in my hand, like ready to go, you know. <laughs> okay, here's a or like I know where the bumps are on the road. And see, that's it's funny because I think again, going back to your parents are modeling this stuff for you. I my dad, okay, was a well, he still is. He's a boiler technician. But he used to be on call. He used to drive a parts truck for a living. So, like, growing up as a kid, like, it was always, like, such a special treat for my dad to take me in his in his van, in his in his work truck. And, you know, he's got all the tools, and they're jangling around in the background. And, you know, and so my dad, both my parents are coffee drinkers. I don't know how I escaped that. Like, I only recently started drinking coffee, and just because I don't drink it for the taste, I can't stand coffee, but I'm desperate. <laughs> That's for, for some some energy, some fuel. But like I get why my why my parents did. Like they were the type of people like you know you may not talk to me be, before the third cup kind of. Um, but my dad was he was always really good about driving with a coffee mug in his hand, and it, like the coffee would be filled to the brim, you know. And he was I just I'll never forget being in my dad's truck as a little kid, and he would drive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was just a regular old coffee mug because his company would always issue them, you know, work uniforms, and he always had a coffee mug with the company's logo on it. And so he would drive, and he knew, like, because he drove for a living, like, he knew where all the bumps in the road were, and I would just watch him in such amazement that he would just lift his coffee mug 
you know, to the to the bumps so that he and he never spilled it. And so the joke was when I was ready to actually finally learn how to drive, the first thing he did when he got in the car with me was he came in the car with a full mug of coffee, sat it on the dash and said, there, now go. Don't spill it. <laughs> oh, wow. That was my dad teaching me how to drive, you know, and this was, you know, this was before stick shift, luckily. But so he was very uh, elegant with the coffee cup and never spilled any coffee. So I guess I just, between watching my mom applying mascara and my dad drinking coffee, I was raised by multitasking drivers. And I just grew up as that being normal and that that was like a level that you wanted to get to. Like you wanted to level up to be able to do that kind of stuff while you were driving. And so I've always been kind of sort of proud of myself that I can multitask as much as I can while I'm driving, but also being very conscientious of the fact that I need to set a good, I need to model a good example for my children so that they're not doing unsafe activities. And I especially don't want them to see me texting while driving. So I did, you know, the other night we had this dinner conversation. I did kind of survey them and, you know, ask them whether or not they felt safe, if they thought that, you know, my quote-unquote texting using Siri while driving, you know, was unsafe. And he's, the survey was that he, he survey says that he doesn't think it's unsafe. He thinks that I have a pretty good command of the Siri technology and that my use of Siri doesn't, he doesn't feel like it puts him in danger, you know, because I'm not actually actively picking up the device and, you know, handling it with my hands. I'm actually doing it. So yeah. uh, using the commands. And I, so I feel that, you know, like Mike said, I mean, we drive a lot more than he does. I drive a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have driven, my husband and I have been back and forth across the country several times. Not just once, but several times we have been across the entire country from Arizona to Pennsylvania and back again and then back out again. So, and we've been up and down states. And so we've driven quite a bit. And so I guess we've kind of become adept at needing to utilize these extra features and these skills to keep ourselves safe. There's things we can do like texting using Siri instead of using your hands that I think if other people saw me doing it and then they tried it, they probably wouldn't be able to do it because I've learned to kind of see where the pitfalls are. And I know that there are certain things that she's not going to understand, that there's things that you have to repeat. And there are times where I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, come on, seriously, you did not understand that. And I'll just give up on it. Like I know when to quit is what I'm trying to say. There's times when you just have to redo it or just wait. I guess this would be a bad time for me to mention my two-minute commute. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Jack. <Jackass. laughs> it's six blocks to work. Wow. So. Why do you yeah. bother driving? <laughs> well, because by the time, oh, because by the time I'm done walking around the school at night, um, I was riding my bicycle for a while, but I had it all figured out. It was mostly downhill, so by the time I was done, I could get on there. If my tires were inflated and I didn't have to fight too much, okay, I'm a nerd. If I didn't have too much of a headwind and everything worked with me, I could make uh, probably ride five, five and a half of those six blocks without pedaling. I like to ride my bicycle. Oh, my bicycle. Um, Sorry, I had yeah. to do it. No, I yeah, that's the. I always laugh. They send out. They say it's bike to work. That would really. I have to cross the mountains. I have to cross over the Blue Ridge Mountains. I will have a coronary Uh. approximately (laughs) 200 yards up the mountain and die. I'm not driving to work. I I was going to say, you're you're just crossover, period. Yeah, I would cross over. After I crossed over the river, then I would cross over to the next lane. Yes. I mean, folks, I got you know, it's a, a change in elevation of about a thousand feet, so not really going to happen for me on a bicycle. 
Aww. But so I so but you I, guys don't, are not using Siri to its fullest potential is what we're ascertaining no. here. No. Now, what no. I do do when we go to – we make a weekly trip to um, – uh, uh, Watertown, which is about a half hour away, which is a bigger town, about 20,000 people. And so while we're driving there, as we get outside of, um, and it's not Siri I'm using, but I'm using hands-free calling, I call my one son to make sure that he's up and ready to go and get his stupid butt downstairs so we can pick him up. He's <laughs> kind of notorious for that. So, uh, I will, but I've got it set up so I can just say, you know, say his name and, you know, home mm-hmm. phone and, Mm-hmm. Do it that way, but like I say, that's built into the the uh, Chev Equinox that I got. Um, oh, okay. So you know, it's not Siri, but I mean, I do use hands free, and there are times I do take a, a call or two, not real often, but I've taken a few calls when I'm driving. And but you know, again, it's hands free. You know, there's still a little bit of a distraction because you're trying to talk to somebody, and pay attention to the road, but um, mm-hmm. or you sound like a you know a ditz because you're trying to concentrate on something while you're trying to talk to him. Yeah, that's why I try to avoid that. I don't usually make right. a lot of phone calls when I'm on the right. On the well, and like I say, not real often, but there's been a few times that. Um, Work need to get a hold of me to ask me a question or something. Not as often as Kevin's, but it's happened a couple times. And so, you know, that, and that is nice that I can just, you know, press a button on the steering wheel and take the call and deal with it that way. I do wish I had, and I thought about, I think there's a button you can just get that you can put on your steering wheel. Because mm-hmm. if you activate the phone, it'll go through the speaker system in the car. So mm-hmm. I've been tempted just to get a uh, Bluetooth button that I could put on the steering wheel that would activate Siri. So I could could give it commands. Otherwise, I keep my phone in my little uh, pouch on my. That I well, carry. which phone do you have? You can't invoke the command and have it have her pick up because mine does that. I mean, it'll do it if you're plugged in too. Well, yeah, usually, I, you, you know, I think it's because your phone. There's uh, Mike has a five S. Am I right? Five. 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 Not even, not even hmm. a five S. Yeah, I have to look it up. I know you can do it with a five S because that's the one I just handed down. You even had to be plugged not, in. Well, it has yeah, to be plugged in. Yeah. Mine isn't plugged in. I usually it's a half hour drive, so I usually don't plug it in. Uh-huh. Um, see, I'm, just, usually, I'm in the habit. I always plug it in. I my well, phone has a a special place. Well, see, I don't I don't keep it in my pocket because it's a six S, and I don't ever like sitting down with it in my pocket anyway. And I have a little cubby that it goes into. Plus, in Arizona, see, there's a reason for everything. In Arizona, it's so stinking hot that. The phone will actually overheat if I don't stick it in the cubby and protect it from from oh. the ambient temperature. Plus, it also if if I if I want to listen to a podcast without my earpiece, it actually acts as like a little sound uh, amplifier because of where it is in the crevice, and it'll actually amplify like if I'm listening to a podcast or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I plug mine in anyway, even though I don't have to. I yeah, I, I rarely ever plug mine in when I'm traveling. I mean, I my you have iPod- a success plus, right? All right, I just keep it in my shirt pocket because I okay because mm-hmm. I'm normally wearing a shirt with a breast pocket on it. But you know, right. I, I wear a shirt and tie to work every day. Yeah, I'm that old, folks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do that. Nice guy. And that yes, and I um and I have the but I have my iPod plugged into my stereo system playing my podcast. And it, uh. because in the car, uh, I was uh, my wife gave me. Several years ago, gave me a new head unit for the car, which has I can control uh, my iPod through it and stuff like that, and listen to my. I want you to know how hard it is for me to resist making a joke about that. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm just gonna let it go. (laughs) Just keep going. I have a remote. It's too late. (laughs) I have a remote control that'll control the head unit. So. (laughs) Remote control head. (laughs) I need that in my life. (laughs) 
I, I had to, folks. I couldn't let her slide on that one. No, no, no. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do that. But again, like I said, all I do is I'll, you know, I'll make phone calls. What's really tough for me though is I work with a lot of overseas people now. I have a, an entire offshore team that I work with. Great bunch of people, wonderful people to work with. But some of the names are different, and Siri butchers them. So I try to say them like Siri does, and she still yeah. doesn't understand who the hell I'm asking for. Yeah. Like, that's that's a pitfall right there. Yeah, it, 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 so usually if they contact me, I can reply. Mm, but, okay. Because you know, so it'll, Siri will say, do you, would you, you know, I'll say, Siri, read text message. And, right. she'll, and she'll read it, and then I'll uh-huh. say, okay. And she'll say, do you want to reply? No, I don't want to reply. I don't right. give a crap. So I do. There's one funny thing that uh, my one friend that I that we text with every morning. I'll send uh, I'll send him a good morning, and uh, my one friend she always abbreviated good morning when she'd send it back. She'd oh. say she'd say GM. GM. Okay. And Siri would read back Grams. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. I went Grams. It took me a while to think. Oh, Grams. Uh. <laughs> the unit of metric measurement for weight. I'm going, Oh, oh, interesting. So I told yeah. my friend. So now she says hello. She, she quit saying because because I, I don't think she was trying to do like you like you try to do make Siri cuss. <laughs> I love making Siri cuss. <laughs> In fact, one time I, I I guess this is easy to do, but there are, there are times where I forget when the kids are in the back seat. And one time Nate and I were like sexting each other. <laughs> oh dear God, Melissa. <laughs> We were just goofing around, just being silly, and uh, I forgot that the kids were listening in. Because, like, they, my kids are, knock on wood, I hope, I hope I don't jinx myself, my kids are really good in the car. They're such good travelers. They're just so quiet. They, they get into, like, this trance-like state, or, you know, sometimes I'll give them devices, but for the most part, they're just, like, really good travelers, and I just forget they're back there sometimes. <laughs> And the sexting is what got them back there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and quite literally, because you know my husband and I met online, so it started out that way. <laughs> oh, baseball people, baseball. <laughs> well, see, then I'm just sitting here picturing. I, they they don't have a Facebook. Like, no, don't do this, that to yourself. <laughs> no, this is gonna be a little, little little more different. But I've always said that I want to see an honest uh, rummage sale site on Facebook that says, you know. For sale, one prom dress worn for half the prom. On a related <laughs> note, I also need maternity clothes. Uh, I, I want to see that, that post. The other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that can be bad. I think yeah. it's funny when you can text uh, emoticons. My husband gets really, really creative with emoticons. Emoji. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I texted you the other day. I was like, kissy face. Because <laughs> it's funny when Siri reads it back, she'll, she'll actually read the emoji. So it'll usually like kissy face or something. Yeah, I can't make. I but can't you can't get, text it. Yeah, I can't get her to send them. So, yeah, yeah I, I have one friend that tortures me that way, too, because they know I'm <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, kind of like that middle finger emoticon you sent me the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was just so happy that he was able to edit the uh, uh, XML file to get the podcast up, and so he texted back that he was happy. And so uh, I, ha- I happened to have it here in front of me. I said, "Good boy, good boy. Here's a treat for you." Oh, sorry, spent too much time uh, trying to encourage my dog Molly. So he <laughs> a middle finger. <laughs> and you replied with poop um, emoji, little, little devil, or what was that? Yeah, the little devil icon. But yeah. did you know that it's not actually a shit emoji? It's actually supposed to be chocolate ice cream. Oh, I, yeah, I knew that. But everybody <laughs> calls it the shit emoji, so. Right. Or poop emoji. That's, that's my dad's favorite emoji. 
He likes yeah. that one. I'm surprised he hasn't discovered the middle finger yet. I love the gestures, you know, the thing, you know. Yeah. And then all the different fingers. So. <laughs> uh, so, so I guess you guys aren't using, uh, you're not using then Siri to uh, control your phone while you're taking a bubble bath then either, huh? You're not the, using it while you're driving. You're, you're really telling you guys you're missing out. There's this whole <laughs> unlock potential. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I know I'm a little bit like your husband. I may take my phone in with me while I'm in the library on the throne mm-hmm. to watch a video. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you've you you've talked about poor Nate doing that. <laughs> I do it hell. Yeah, well I know, but yeah. I mean that the the phone takes the place of the, the magazine pile up. I mean come on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't right. no, I understand it. But when I'm showering or otherwise bathing myself, my electronics are not in the bathroom no. with me. <laughs> No. And so and and the type of bubble baths I take are self generated, so we don't you know. <laughs> those are the best. Those are the best kind. <laughs> so yeah, no, and I mean we even have a giant two person jacuzzi tub in our bathroom. Oh we, man. We never use it. Yeah, no, my husband can't fit in our tub, so it's just me. I can barely fit in our tub. <laughs> no, no I, I I like I like my bubble baths, and I also like to listen to podcasts occasionally, or even just like classical music and stuff. But I've actually. So I use Siri so much to the point where I can actually control it. Like I, I put it over on the sink, and I can control it while I'm well, while I'm in the bathtub. Like I'll text my kids or I'll text my husband. Like, hey, can you bring me such and such? Or I just think it's fun. I just do it because it's a geeky thing to do, not because it's necessary. It's just fun. <laughs> well, no, I mean I understand that. But I'm just so afraid I'll drop it in the damn tub or something, you know. Well, that's it. why you've got to put it on the on the sink, you see. That's why you have to learn how to use Siri to control it so you can keep it a safe distance. That's yeah. point. I don't know. I've fallen asleep in the tub and dropped books in the tub, <laughs> so I'm just envisioning waking up with my phone uh, floating. I usually don't last that long. I just till I'm pruning and then I get out. Oh, no, I get it because I relax when I, the, again, we don't use our tub that much, but, and it's a great big, the, like, cloverleaf-shaped... Uh, Man, I'll come into your house. I'll bring my bath salts. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's huge. Um, but I get in there, you know, it, it drains the hot water heater to fill the damn thing. <laughs> so I get in there, I got the jets running and all like that, and I'm like, uh... Slowly <laughs> sliding under the water. <laughs> hey, where's Kevin? <laughs> and it, my wife comes in, she goes, um, she said, are you, are you gonna die or anything? <laughs> where's life insurance? Um... <laughs> In the cabinet under the sink. So yeah, no, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't take my electronics in there. I guess I will have to admit that there was a time when I would have considered it, and I thought about a Bluetooth speaker. But now with three kids, I don't get to spend that much time in the shower. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm kind of you know. Using it. <laughs> well, we have other bathroom, but I mean, I'm in and out because you know I'm breaking up the most recent fight or whatever it is. You know, whatever. <laughs> Hmm. Or, or I need to get yelled at for something I haven't sure I did yet. So <laughs> things you don't understand. That's that's right. That's part of being like uh, like pop culture. Yeah. Oh yes. Pop culture. I'm so freaking totally lost when it comes to pop culture, folks. Give me an example. What What do you mean? Let me see if I can well, help you out here. Can I throw out my example? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, because uh, a couple of weeks ago I went to the prom. I, I'm the janitor. I have to be there if something goes wrong. I didn't Thanks actually. Go to the prom. He had a date, yes. folks. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Anyway, 
So they uh, the, for the after prom because it used to be out here after the prom was done we get drunk and do stupid things like I don't know maybe kill ourselves or something but anyway so they started having this after prom there so this year they had a company bring in some inflatables now I'm going to ask you Melissa they said that they were going to set up this thing called the wrecking ball what's the first thing that comes to your mind Miley <laughs> Cyrus or any other parody <laughs> I'm not a pervert thank. God, and every with the exception of one person, everyone I'm, I said that to ruined the wrecking ball. Right, yeah. So, and but you know, and now just to clarify it for people, what it is is this big inflatable with this wrecking ball that hangs out in the middle, but there's five pads around the outside. People stand on it, and you throw the wrecking ball to try and knock people off. There was no young girls yeah. in their prom dresses or out of their prom dresses riding yeah. around on the wrecking ball. But yeah, that's, that's pop culture because. You know, so I, that's kind of corrupted me. But, yeah, some of this stuff, I'm not going to say that I'm up on it. I try to have just enough so I understand, eh, let's say, maybe 80% of the memes that are mm-hmm. out there. And it's usually memes. If it's something a little bit more detailed than that, I'm screwed. But mm-hmm. what, what are you having trouble with, Kevin? Oh, dear Lord, the list, the, the Lord, the list is – first of all, I do not understand what the hell the fan the, – the fan, uh, the fascination. Fascination. Thank you. I didn't get the word out. What the fascination is with the uh, Kardashians Car- or whatever they are. Kardashians. Who the hell cares what these people are doing? I don't either. I really don't give two shits about the Kardashians. I really, really don't. I just know who they are because I'm so annoyed with it. I, it's like, okay. I, I don't care. And all right, all right, next thing. I'm with you on that. I don't okay. get it. Okay. I, I really don't get it. I know the name, right. but well, I don't understand why they're the, famous. I don't understand why they have money. I don't understand why they're a thing. And I hope that they just get it over with. Like, is 15 minutes not enough for you people? Okay. Can, can I throw out the, the – the, uh, and I refuse to call him Caitlyn Jenner. Can I throw out the Bruce Jenner joke I heard? Um, sure, yeah. sure. What the heck? Sure. Yeah. Okay. If Bruce Jenner is going to be a superhero, would he be an X-Man? Or would he be a transformer? Uh, an ex transformer, I don't. Yeah, uh, trans man. No. But like, I, just enough. I I just pick up on these things just enough so that if I'm talking to somebody you know younger than me, I hopefully won't look like a complete idiot. Well, they were. No, talk- that's I, that's what you do. I mean, right. my husband's a high school teacher, so he gets a lot of it, and he sees more right. stuff than I do. So there's sometimes where he'll inform me or educate me on something like, really, that's a thing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, having a high school age child, I I'm learning more than I really care to know at some point. Right. But I mean, I don't understand the the whole thing now with the way kids, I, for lack of a better term, and this has been going on for years. I know it. The way they dress, pull your goddamn <laughs> pants up. <laughs> I do well, not I want to see. I never came a fad, and I would never let my children do that. I don't want to see the guys' underwear. Just in a crack. And girls. Please pull your pants up so I don't have to look, at, or pull your undergarment down far enough so it's not above your pants. <laughs> right. I'm tired of looking at your undergarment sticking up above your pants. Your pants are up far yeah, enough. Well, my husband's got to deal with that a lot. He tells me well, so. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I work in the high school, but this, a male teacher. Well, yeah, you know what it's like, yeah. Mike. Well, yeah, but, you know, this is the Midwestern, so we're a little bit more conservative. But I do remember a few years. So I, I don't think we have the baggy pants problem. But one thing, I, a few years ago, and they've gotten better about it, but a few years ago, the girls were kind of like, they woke up one morning, and they looked down and went, oh, I have boobies. Why don't they show them off? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, the little push-up things and the little, you know, uh, 
neck uh, line that plunged down to their navel or lower, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And so we did have a problem with that because I'm going, okay, I... I'm a middle-aged married professional man, but I'm not dead from the waist down. For God's right. sakes, cut it out. Mm. I don't need this. What I, okay, the other thing that that um, that I don't understand, and I I have never understood this, why do you wear a baseball cap with it on backwards? That makes no sense to me. The brim is supposed to protect your eyes. <laughs> and then uh, now it's progressed into they wear these ones that they really look goofy with. The brim is flat. Mm-hmm. completely flat, or they have it turned that's off. That's been going on for a long time. Okay, I'm just noticing this shit. <laughs> really? Oh, okay, so that's, that's been going on for a long time. <laughs> or, and they have it off to the side. I'm like, uh-huh. what the hell? This thing is supposed to cover your eyes, folks. Right. Put it, put, it, you know. I think that the backwards thing could be partly functional. Like, I know it's supposed to be kind of a faddish, but it could be kind of functional, because do you guys ever wear baseball caps? Have you yeah. ever worn a baseball yes. cap? Standard so, issue. I mean, if you think about, like, you're going to bend forward and you're, you need to pick something up, like, it might knock into something. So, functionally, it makes sense to kind of put it backwards so that it doesn't get in your way and it doesn't knock off. Or maybe maybe you're in a windy situation where the wind's going to okay. hit. So, I'm just thinking about it from functionality. Or if you're wearing a, wel- wearing a welding helmet, you're going to want the bill backwards. All right. I'll, I'll give you uh, those, those instances. Sure. But the right. people you're talking about are not doing it for functionality. No. Okay. Because no. they have the head on backwards. Yeah. Now, now the next thing, and you know, my music ability, my music knowledge or lack thereof is well known. <laughs> I, I don't understand what they're talking about. The difference between um, the the dubstep they call it and and rap and hip hop, it all sounds the same to me. What the hell is the difference? I'm trying to live in that one myself because I keep seeing dubstep, and I'm trying to understand what dubstep is. Yeah, and I well, almost have a handle on it, but I don't know how to verbally explain it. Well, and, and again, I'm going back to the prom here because they're playing music that fits the kids, not us. Yeah. And at one point they were playing music, and I said to one of the uh, the, the guy that's the, the bus mechanic that was chaperoning, I said, at what point, and I don't know, most people probably won't get this, but I said, at what point did music that sounds like a hit-and-miss engine uh, become popular because uh, yeah. out here the old engines they they wouldn't run like the normal where they kind of go, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, that's pop, probably yeah. dubstep that you're listening. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay, so like I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but like I remember back in the day when it was a big to do when Run DMC and Aerosmith like made music right. together. Like that was like wow, this was like blows my mind. This is really cool. And then promptly after that, sampling became really so. Sampling is the vocabulary term I'm throwing okay. out to you. Do you remember sampling? Nope. Sure. Okay. Yep. Sampling was so Mike remembers it. Sampling was when uh, uh, I'll use air quotes here. Artists, musical artists, would take samples of other people's songs and they would put them together with other songs. So, like, uh, or there was like a, a mix, like, remember mixtapes and uh, mashups where you'd well, take, uh, like, Peter Frampton and. Uh, what was that? Baby, I Love Your Way. Remember that like mashup that became really popular? It was like an old classic song with like a newer song, and they'd like mash them together, and they'd make this melody, and like they would take things where the mel- melodic bars matched, and it just made like a really good combination song. Uh, I, I the did... sampling pissed a lot of people off because there was like the whole copyright thing, and like, well, is that legit to do? And so it would it would show up in all these rap songs, but dubstep takes it a step further where they'll actually take the notes, like not a whole sample of something, like uh, who did it? Uh, MC Hammer, you know, a bunch of these these rap R and B hip hop 
people would put sampling from metal songs or sampling from, like, remember Vanilla Ice? He was big on sampling. Like, he took Under Pressure from Queen and sampled yes, it. You know, that was that's a popular version of mm-hmm. sampling. Okay, so right. it was a sample from a Queen song that made it into a more pop modern song. Everybody went nuts for it. And we were all like, don't you know that that was, like, one of the greatest songs ever? And you just butchered it, you know, so. What is a run DMC? <laughs> oh lord! Oh lord! You you don't. I mean, this is you should have remembered. This is from like the mid '80s. I want to yeah, say I can't remember for sure. Yeah, yeah because because Aerosmith had been on the decline because mm-hmm. uh, at that point they'd almost drank themselves to death, literally, yeah. or at least uh, Steve Perry they did. Quite through rehab yet? Yeah, they, they. I think they were just starting rehab, and that's kind of relaunched their career because Run, uh, Run DMC. Because um, what is it? The oh, Rev and. Yeah, and so they did, uh, so there was this uh, MTV video of them where um, Aerosmith is trying to play their song, and all of a sudden they hear this rap music from the other side. And was that the video where they, was that the, no, that that was Dude Looks Like a Lady, where they got into the the elevator, and she was like, first floor, ladies lingerie. Oh, yeah, that um, one. Never you, seen these people those? before. Well, you know who Aerosmith is. Yes, I know who Aerosmith okay. is. Yes. So, Run so, DMC was a rap team. Ah, uh, you just said the keyword. Whenever I hear anything that sounds remotely like rap, except for right. Amish Paradise and White Nerdy, <laughs> I just ignore it. Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about rap either. I always was more of a rock and roll type of girl. But when I was, I'll say, a kid, and when when Rum DMC mashed it up with Aerosmith, it was like mind blowing because that was the first time that somebody had combined it like well, that. And they kind of uh, launched. Uh, and now Aerosmith is a country music star. <laughs> now Steven Tyler's branched off into country music, so. Yeah, life is weird. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I think that kind of, that song, I think, it sort of launched. Now, are they uh, rap or are they hip-hop? That uh-huh. confuses me a little bit. Um, no, but there was, that was considered rap because. I think so. Hip-hop. That sort of got rap into the mainstream. It had been a thing, but I think that was the one that got the rest of the country because it did more of a regional East Coast. It got them on, and it got, you know, it was popularized right. on MTV. That was back when MTV actually was a music video that showed videos. Yeah. Yes. Well, I remember that, but I guess it was, I'd quit watching it by the time it came. And then there was, uh, what's the guy from Chicago? Enema? Uh, <laughs> M and M. Yeah, well, that's what it looks like when it's written well, it out. does. It does. Uh, M and M, yes. <laughs> He's from Detroit, by the way. Marshall right. Mathers. Yes. yes. That's I know his real name. I just, it, mm. the, the, the name he uses to perform, it looks <laughs> like it says Enema. So that's what I call him, <laughs> is Enema. And then there's uh, Kanye South, South or West, whatever, <laughs> whatever the heck he is. Well, you're making me feel good because I, I wouldn't have thought I would know these things. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. And See, it's Aaron, it's and Facebook. It, you don't, you're not on Facebook, so no, you're missing I'm, out. Well, then, then I, my wife and I always look at each other. They'll have these commercials on, and Michael knows this. You know, I mean, he's not into sports. I only know a little football. I mean, yeah. I'm into the NFL. Right. But they'll have they'll have these commercials, and there was some commercial they had on this. One of the Samsung phones is what it was for, and they were going, "Oh wow, you know." And look, so it looked. This guy's using it, and ne- they never said his name. And I said, "Who the hell is he?" And everybody <laughs> acted like he's a, and it, it was some basketball player. I, I never heard of the guy. I enter. I don't know. I don't know enough about them either. And I'm going to, or they'll have, or they'll have some other like uh, 
uh, artist or something like that, musical artist. I'm like, I don't know who the hell these people are. Well, when the Super Bowl came out, so to be honest, like I again, I'm not a sports fan either. So when the Super Bowl came out, I waited till till it was over, probably like a good, I don't know, month or so. Maybe it wasn't that long. I the curiosity got the better of me, but there was all this controversy, you know, just like every year there is. There's either a wardrobe malfunction or you know some shit goes down with the Super Bowl, and so then I I just wait for it to to end up on YouTube and then I watch it there. Well, I mean, I had never heard of uh, Bruno or whatever his name is, Mars. Bruno Mars, oh, yeah. Bruno, Bruno Mars. And Bouncy. I, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who she was till about two years ago. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, the fact that you don't know how to pronounce these names or the fact that I do. Well, the <laughs> so fact like my, my geek cred is like shrinking like a violet right now. <laughs> I pronounce them how they look. <laughs> and I never heard of Bunno or Bruno, whatever the hell his name is, and Bouncy or whatever her name is. <laughs> well, yeah, Beyonce she's mar- is pretty bouncy. <laughs> I I don't know the super, You know the whole. All that aside, I hate Super Bowl halftime shows. It's the most god awful curse <laughs> on the face. I've watched it for, but I yeah that in the commercials. I and I don't. It. I said I wait till it ends up on YouTube. Or my dad always like calls me like, "Oh, you talking? He talked about the Mountain Dew commercial. I still haven't seen it. Like it's like Candy okay. Crush. I refuse to play Candy Crush." Okay, I dropped a name oh, into Skype chat there. How yeah, would you pronounce Loke. that one? Tone Loke. Funky Cold Medina. That's Tone Loke. I would have said Tone Lock. Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> there's a slight little, uh, 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 what's the thing above oh, the older. Oh, in fact, even the- he, he was like probably, I would say he'd be considered more like hip hop, but he came out around that time like after Run DMC or before, somewhere around there, and he was known as, like, a rapper or, you know, a, a hip-hopper. And then he did a mashup uh, with a little bit of Aerosmith, too. And now he's more known as an actor, so he was in popular movies you've seen, like Ace Ventura, Peck Detective. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen it. So, um, do, all right, do, so, so that- that's Tom Loke. So let's bring it back to Apple. <laughs> I got a question. Me for myself. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> what is the what is Doctor Dre a doctor of? <laughs> Dre, well, he's got uh, a very special license. <laughs> I looked. I cannot find where he ever earned a doctorate. Well, what's, what, <laughs> he maybe what's a, a Dre. <laughs> he, he he then he can't use the term doctor. No. <laughs> well, okay, he says Dr. Dre. I want to know, because for me growing up, Dre was like, like a Dre service where somebody would call. You you had you wanted some gravel hauled. You called up the Dre service. He would come load up the gravel and haul it somewhere, or he'd get some gravel and haul it for you. They were basically they a local trucker is what you call them now, but it was a Dre service. So I have no idea what what, what you know what he's talking about. So he's a doctor of hauling stuff? Well, if he's a rapper, he's a doctor of hauling crap. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't consider rap music. Bad me, but um, it it all depends upon how well it's done. No, 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 none of it's none of it's music. I'm sorry. If there's some if there's some melody and there's something that holds together, I I like to think that I have 
I won't say broad taste, but I will be fairly accepting of some stuff because there are some people in my life who are very focused or were very focused on what they liked, and it would irritate me because they would mock my music. I don't mock other people's music unless it truly sucks, but I just don't say, you know, well, you know, rap is bad because, you know, I like country. I like uh, I like lots of things, a little classical. They haven't really gotten into it, but I'm okay with it. I like a lot of stuff. I just, it just to categorically, you know, banish a type of music although some of this well some of the electronic stuff isn't too bad but i'll give a thing to listen i'll give it a try and if it'll uh hold my attention for you know length of the song i'm okay with it but like i say i don't categorically you know condemn music i'll give it a chance if it well, sucks it'll suck part yeah, of the part, you have to feel it you either feel it or you don't right. feel it the part of the reason i do not like rap and I, again i do not classify rap as music it's somebody talking you have to sing in music or you have to shut the hell well, up. Well, depending on no. your perspective, it could be poetry. No, it's not poetry when you talk about killing the police. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. stuff. But, yeah. Okay, anyway, so, so, so anyway, the other problem I have with it is that it tends to portend too much bass in the stuff. And I'm the first one in the house and yeah. I get yelled at it all the time. I turn the bass way down on all my stereos. I, a lot of bass hurts. It, it, oh, makes, yeah. it makes me feel bad. I, mean, I like I, it. I emotionally, yeah. or not emotionally, I physically become ill if there's too much bass mm. in the song. Huh. I get that nauseous. Is, I get that nauseous. is a thing, because like, my, my younger son has sensory processing disorder, and I never knew what that was until we you know, got evaluations and stuff like that, and I learned more about it. And I know now that there are certain sounds and certain frequencies that really disturb me, that make me like ill or make me want to hurt somebody. Now, in my case, bass isn't one of them. I do like a lot of bass, but I don't like it to the point where it rattles the windows or I really can't stand it when someone's got it in their car. Like, well, that, it that may sound me really, nuts. really great inside the car, but outside the car... Right. Uh, it just makes me want to well, people. And I like, you know, I like to feel the music, but like I say, some, uh, I try not to annoy other people with it. I do like thumping, you know, or like I say, I do like to feel the yeah. music in my bones. I like but to feel now, the you know, I turn, I tweak my subwoofer, you know, for right. certain, for certain sure. sounds. But realize you, that I'm like shit outside the house. Right. So. Who's well, the, but, and you, you were talking about, you know, uh, noise bothering. I can remember growing up, well, and besides which, my oldest son is, uh, uh, a high-function autistic, and he's better now, but at one point, certain sounds drove him nuts because in the school where he went, my hometown school, um, the kindergarten that was at one end of the building and the high school was at the other end, so it was probably about a city block long, let's say, more mm -hmm. or less. Um, and it would always drive him nuts when the uh, – he would know when the high school bell was going to ring because he would hear that wow. hear the sound and it would drive him nuts. He's gotten yep. better, but even when I was a kid – I can remember, um, and it sounds strange to say it this way, but uh, so I was there while they uh, like six, seven years old, and was there when they were cutting some wood with a circular saw, and the sound of the saw kind of made my eyes hurt. Like I said, mm -hmm. it sounds kind of weird, but it, well, it had yeah. that kind of, you know. Yeah. So I I get that certain sounds for certain people just it doesn't work. Right, it doesn't. Not everybody processes the sounds yeah. the same. Not everybody processes those sensations. Yeah. So especially like like I was telling you before we started recording, like I, I'm getting off this ear infection and so I have some blockage in my one ear and it doesn't like I can hear you in my headphones because it's close to my eardrum. But when I'm in a room full of like kids and there's a lot of background ambient noise, it like oh, it just makes me irritated because it doesn't sound the same. 
So once that year here it heals, then it'll it'll. But it, it makes me a lot more empathetic to like my son or someone with autism right. or somebody with a uh, you know condition that doesn't process sounds the same way we do. So. All right. So now I have one question, and we'll get off this. Isn't Bouncy married to somebody that's supposed to be famous too? Uh, yeah, she's married. I forget though. Um, <laughs> it's it's not Jay Z. Yes, you're right. You're right. That's okay. right. She's and uh, the Kardashian. I Kim. I, I can't remember which Kim or one of the Kardashians is married to Kanye West, and Beyonce is married to Jay Z. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh dear God in heaven. So now you've been educated. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I don't know why I know that. That's not like I, I don't know. It's just something I think I've absorbed by osmosis because yeah, I really don't care. I don't. I don't right. read like celebrity rags. I think it's because maybe maybe I've seen it on you know at the grocery store. Maybe I've seen it in one of the the celebrity rags. It's like sitting there, like tries to burn your eyeballs out while you're waiting in line <laughs> to get your attention. <laughs> That's the only yeah. time I get any kind of celebrity quote unquote news, and well, or, or, I, or I've scrolled past it on Facebook. I don't really give t shirts, but it it burned past my eyeballs, and so I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, well, of course, again, I don't do Facebook. I don't get Facebook. I don't. I want to. Well, this is why you don't get pop culture. Yeah, and I I personally want to punch uh, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> in the face, but that's beside the point. This is not part of your diet. He's it's a dietary restriction of yours. Yes. And I need to, yeah, him and uh, Larry Ellison, as I think I've said before, are two people that I would just love to beat in the face. <laughs> um, I can't stand either one of those people. Uh, but that's my personal problem. <laughs> I, ha- I have my own issues. So, it just depends on your perspective. Yeah. I Yeah, there's times when I really hate Facebook because, like, right now is one of them. You're glad that you're not there because it's all politics all the time and it drives me crazy and I wish there oh. was a filter for it. Oh. But, you know, it's how I keep in touch with a lot of, I have a lot of cousins, so it's how I keep in touch with a lot of my family, and I enjoy seeing my family on there, so I like it from that aspect, and, you know, I eat my own dog food, so a lot of people pay me to teach them about Facebook, because they want to decide for themselves whether or not they want to have it in their lives, so I kind of have to know, I kind of have to use Facebook, I kind of have to, and I use it for my business page, and you know, people ask me to show them how to market with it for their business, how to use it for their families. Like, it's just part of a, a repertoire of knowledge I have to have. So, kind of well, I, and when people say, why aren't you on Facebook? I always reply with, I'm not stupid. I know how to use the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just not as, a, as social in that aspect. So, it doesn't have anything to do with no, no, no. stupidity. But I, I mean, I've, no, I don't. I always viewed Facebook as like the old AOL stuff. You know, it was a very walled garden, you know, where they wanted everything right inside of that. And all the information, and every 10 minutes they're changing the privacy settings. And -hmm. and I swear to God, I think Zuckerberg would sell his mother if he could make a nickel off of it. (laughs) How do we know he hasn't already? Um, True, very true. You're you're very uh, good in that uh, observation. It is very much like that. It is kind of a walled garden. Um, there are people that that's like that's all they know. There are people that maybe because the app like comes pre-installed on their I don't know on their Samsung phone or something like maybe oh what's this and they just kind of delve into it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's definitely comparisons that can be made from that. But then there's people who 
it's like the same thing you're asking. Like, I don't get this. This is like a pop culture reference that I don't get. And you know that the biggest demographic of people that I work for are senior citizens. And that's one of the biggest requests is like, what is Facebook? I don't get it. Why? Why would anybody use this? I don't get as many requests for Twitter. That's kind of fallen off. Um, so it's, it's just not something in their age. It's not something on their radar, but Facebook mm-hmm. definitely is because their grandkids and their kids are always like, Mom, why, not, why aren't you on Facebook? And they don't understand it. So then it's my dog oh, yeah. kind of like coax them into it. Oh, I get my, I got cousins that ask me about it. My sister says, well, you're not on Facebook. I said, no. Yeah, and I'm, and it's I'm your not, pressure thing. Don't get in. And I'm not going to do it either. Ignorance you know. is bliss. If, if you don't feel the urge, if you don't feel the need for it in your life and you can you know, that curiosity just doesn't get the better of you, then there's nothing wrong with that either. In fact, there's people will say, well, I don't want everybody all up in my business. And I don't, you know, well, then don't put your business out there. (laughs) You can, you can sign up for an account and you can be nosy and like be like a bird watcher and be a voyeur. I mean, that's what most, that's what the majority of people in that age group want it for. They just want to be nosy. They just want to see what's going on. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's just, there's nothing wrong with that. People want to share their information. And if, if you've got a neighbor across the street, three doors down that likes to watch, you know, pornos in their living room and they don't close the windows and you just happen to look out there and you see it, you can look away. You don't have to watch it. Nobody yeah. told you how to stare. You know, if, if your neighbor in the other direction likes to walk around the house naked, I go get my you binoculars. Don't have to look. I go get my binoculars, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, but if they're eighty-six, I mean, oh no, 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 <laughs> they're cleaning the litter box. I mean, you know, you don't have to look at that. There's no rule saying you have to look. You can look away. I mean, I, 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 I did have a Facebook account for about a week, and I was like. Oh God! And all these people that I didn't like in high school, I'm yeah. like, oh God, get away Popularity from me! Contest. Get away from me! Get away! I didn't talk to you in high school. No, I wasn't, right. and I was not a popular person. But you didn't friend them. No, I was like, get away, and all this stuff. Well, like, it's an algorithm, and that's that's what yeah, that's what the it's an abstract abstract concept that people don't understand, and it's and it's purposefully designed to be in your face and annoying, and that part I really do hate because it is kind of. Um, predatory it preys on people who don't know any better and they think that they have to click a button to interact with it like my dad's always getting tripped up by it you know he's like I'll, I'll say dad i'm like dad you need to change your password why i'm like because there's all this stuff being posted on your wall and i know it's not you posting it because i can tell and he's like yeah i wanted to read this article because like again curiosity got the better of him he wanted to read some article about something that probably had a pretty girl in it and he clicked on it because <laughs> it's my dad <laughs> and he clicked on it and it probably packed him or, or something. And so he ended up with all this shit on his wall. And I'm like, and, and he doesn't care, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, I, I said, I'm concerned for your security and I, you know, your uh, reputation outward facing. And he doesn't um, give a shit. So well, <laughs> I, have, I, stay that way. I have a couple friends that created fake profiles on Facebook and they told me that's what I should do. I said, I don't have the creative energy to do that. <laughs> Because well, I had, a, I, I had kids on it. No, I don't allow them to be. Well, but how long is that going to last? How old are they? Uh, sixteen and thirteen. Okay, so how long is that going to last? Until they have pay for their own internet how service. No, they're not on it. Because I monitor the traffic coming and going out of my yeah. network. How long is that going to last? Until I drop dead. Remember <laughs> <laughs> we talked about ways the kids will hack stuff. Oh, if, I know. If the I know. curiosity gets the better of them. 
Well, yeah, they, how they, are you going to use it on their phones where you can't monitor the traffic? Because only one of them has a phone, okay. and that phone is turned over to me periodically to review all things with, without uh, being uh-huh. told in advance. Okay. So. And all wi- <laughs> and Wi-Fi access is cut off at a certain time every day. Yeah. And. Pay as you pay as you go phone. If you burn through your data, then guess what? You got nothing until the next time I decide to pay for more data. Yeah, sounds like you got it buttoned up pretty well. They'll yeah. they'll find ways to poke holes in it eventually, mm-hmm. and then you'll find those holes and you'll plug them. But that's that's the job of a parent, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I I they and frankly they really haven't um, they haven't been too curious about Facebook. Yeah, it it may bypass them. You might get lucky and. It might just not be something that they're interested in. I do think it's kind of – there's certain demographics that use it, and I think by the time my kids are old enough to have an account, I don't think they're going to have interest in it. There'll be there'll be some other fad. You know, there'll be something else. You never participated in MySpace either? Oh, yeah, I created a page just because I was dared to. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook is basically MySpace. It's, it's a more modern version of MySpace. MySpace was – like Homer Simpson created a web page. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then a, barfed on it with, like, after he consumed glitter on donuts. <laughs> I, I, yeah, because I had friends that had sparkly shit. And I'm uh-huh. like, I can't read this damn thing. What the yeah, hell? but you know what? A lot There were a lot of kids that got their entrepreneur kick from making, that's how a lot of, it's how I learned, I'll be honest with you. It's what uh, taught me a little bit of HTML code. Um, that's one of the things that I hated about Facebook in the beginning, and I still hate, is that you couldn't customize it. Like, I, I went from MySpace to, and I still have, like, a MySpace probably somewhere, but, um, I remember, like, trying out Facebook after, like, a cousin turned me on to it, and this was, like, after it had gone past, like, you used to have to be a college student to have an account, and it had kind of gone to, like, civilian status. And I checked it out, and, you know, it wasn't all that popular at the beginning, and the first thing I thought was, What's up with this blue shit? I want to get rid of this. Like, I want to make it purple. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I customize it? I hated that. I hated being like locked into it. And I guess, I guess that's probably what a lot of Android people complain about. Like, why can't I just do this? Like, why can't I customize it? Why can't I take this and move this over here? You know. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that is really annoying about Facebook is you. It's so restrictive. You can't turn shit off, and the shit that you want to turn off is, like, the shit that makes them money. So it's very – it's predatory. It's very, you know, you are the product. It's very ad, you know, centralized, and people bitch about it, and it's like, but it's free. <laughs> I mean, you're the product. It's why you can use it because you have to, like, look at the ads, and we talked about that the last time we were yeah. together. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it's got ads, and that's one of the biggest things that – the first things that I you know, probably, like – Zuckerberg and people like that would probably want to shoot me, but um, that's one of the first things I train people on is, like, how to put blinders on. You have to, like we talked about before, you have to build a self-filter. You've got to be able to filter that shit out. If you want to if you want to see what people are talking about, if you want to know about pop culture, if you want to – it's like the Google. It's like, here, let me Google that for you. You don't get it? Go Google it. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah. Get it. If you don't understand what's going on and you want to be involved in other people's lives, you kind of have to go to where they are. It's the digital watering hole. It's it's like being in a bar. It's like, you know, people can say, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't care what you had for lunch and I don't care what people talk about. Well, then don't fucking listen. Yeah. No, <laughs> go I, to I, another I, bar that plays your kind of music, you know. It's just go. No, I, I mean, I understand all that, but I just. Yeah, I just, you know, I get people, oh, let me connect with you on Facebook. I'm going, good luck, find me. <laughs> <laughs> Have at it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can I totally respect that. People who don't want to be on Facebook, I say, Hey, stay off of it because there's a lot of shit that right now, like I said with politics, it's just so annoying and uh I kinda I kinda there are times when I just wanna just not even be on there, but I, again, curiosity gets the better of me and that's the choice that I make. But I've gotten really good at there are certain there's certain things, and they'll probably change it. You know, you you learn uh, as you're scrolling down. Like you can tell just by the first line or the first headline, it'll say like you you learn to train your eyeballs to see certain things. Like oh, sponsored post. Okay, I know you can skip that. Like you just it's fil- it's filtering. You just you train your eyeballs, just like with Siri and everything else. You know, you train your eyeballs. You train your brain. It's like brain training. You you train yourself based on your needs. It's like uh, adaptation. You adapt to your surroundings. You adapt to your technology. You make the technology work for you so that you're not working so hard for it. You yeah. train yourself. You know what phrases you can say. You know what phrases you've tried to say that don't work, so you don't do that anymore. Like, you know what's going to trip you up on Facebook. Okay, don't click on that anymore. <laughs> like, you just kind of learn, and that's, I guess, I guess that's why I do what I do because, I see those things that people don't see, like, yeah. I, see <laughs> I, see, I see stupid people on Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, again, it's, it's my fault, it's my f- uh, problem. And it's I'm just okay. your choice, that's all. And but there's I, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you because you're not on Facebook. There's nothing wrong with you because you don't get pop culture. And you can always oh, find out. There's a lot wrong with me, Melissa. We won't get him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not that there's nothing wrong with Kevin. It's just that there's <laughs> nothing wrong with him not being on Facebook. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, folks, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I didn't realize, uh, as always, the pleasure to have Melissa on here, but we've been going for almost an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, that was your own dumb fault. <laughs> so I, I just looked over. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, Melissa, do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you? Oh, you just you can Google the Mac Mommy, all one word, and you'll find me. You can even ask Siri to find me. Melissa needs that shirt that I have that says sometimes when I'm alone I Google myself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome. <laughs> Someone needs to send that to me. <laughs> I, I actually have one. <laughs> <laughs> you need to wear it next time we next time we chat, huh? My sister gave it to me several years ago. I I think it still fits. <laughs> uh, you'll have me on again. <laughs> Oh, we'll always have you on. You're always welcome. Uh, well, I enjoyed being here, so thanks for having me. Uh, and, Michael, would you like to explain to the world where they might acquire some of your insightful knowledge? Well, good luck with that. But if you <laughs> just want to hear my drivel, um, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And I may even have a Facebook page, but... Good luck trying to find that because I, I'm selective. So he's very selective. People, I'm lucky he even talks to me. Now I'm gonna go see if I can get on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are already. I think. Oh, you know what? That's true because I was just gonna say, oh, Mike posted something the other day. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are Facebook friends. This not is me. where we can have secrets yeah. from Kevin. Good. Have fun with that. <laughs> oh, we will. Folks, if you want to know more about me, you can always find me on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or go over to my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. And I've also been peeking into Google Plus a little bit more. So, you know, check it out. I, I might be there. You never know. You can um, tell a lot about a man the way he uses his underscores. That's right. 
I like my <laughs> underscores. <laughs> I use them well. Anyway, um, there's two of them. The, <laughs> I love derailing him. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, folks, go over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome. We hope you've enjoyed this show this week as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Um, I want to thank Melissa for being on the show and uh, Mike for being here. And, folks, Mark will be back at some point. He has no real internets at this point because he is moving house. Oh, uh, so he's uh, having to wait a long time to get his internet service set back up. So he will be back with us, folks. So at some point he will return. So, folks, if you remember nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes. Stoplightnetwork.com or at let's-talk.ie domains.